Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the podcast production company that's making the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts and a sixth event podcast, but we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumbdumbdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows and vote on the way their stories will progress. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for listening. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pun. Get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. There are plenty of different designs available, so there is guaranteed to be something you love. To show your love of Dum Dums and Dice, go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B. D-U-M-B. D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back. Redbubble.com slash people slash dice. Get your merchandise today. All art supplied by the brilliant decapitated markers. Welcome, children of the night, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am your host, Count Vlad von Lestat. Drinker of blood, keeper of the chronicle, and all around a spooky dude. <laughs> Iris made promises to her stalker she did not intend to keep. Everett tried to impersonate the cop and barely succeeded, and Ridley's frustrated when the coterie abandoned the hunt for a killer and sends the bear boys to carry out the kidnapping while they rest. Abandon all hope, ye who listen here. So it's the beginning of another evening here in Montreal. Um, all three of you wake up in vastly different spaces. Uh, Everett, you wake up to the familiar confines of your carfin, I guess. Um, yeah, hey Um Kind of parked uh, somewhere. There's there's just kind of the, the last bluish tinge of, of twilight kind of coming through the, uh, the taped up paper. 
Um, Iris, uh, you awake on a spiky chair that you bought because you were pretty sure that anything that uncomfortable looking would have to be good, but but it's not. Um, but with no <laughs> Emily there to not tell you, it's it's uh, just doubly sad for you. Uh, but the new place is 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 nice, and there's no uh, you know haunting memories here yet yet. Yet. So that, that's a that's a boon. Um, you look kind of down at your purse and you see a copy of one of your books of poems open to a phone number um, that's been uh, scrawled in, in looping print and just quietly edge the book shut with your foot. Um, and Ryan, you wake up uh, in the basement. Uh, what's what do you think Ridley's like wake up? I feel like these these two are, are gently tortured right now, but you put a plan in place last night, and I think you're feeling pretty good about it. Yeah, so what's I, your, like, kind of, like, waking up ritual in, in this basement? As always, he, like, sleeps in the nude, so he's, uh, he's <laughs> like, getting out of... He's got a coffin, because he thinks they're sort of funny. Uh, so he's, like, uh, getting out of his coffin, trying to do the proper thing. He, like, he's got to do a stretch. He goes over, and he's got, like, a soda stream of Iris's blood because she was like, you got to be dignified or whatever. And he doesn't get it, but it's fine. So he has to open up the steam trunk and just feed it to Martha because we're trying to make her fall in love with Iris if we put <laughs> enough blood in her over days. <laughs> so Martha gets a little bit of that. He probably does some like sort of naked yoga that looks repellent for anybody else. But yeah, it just it feels good even though he's dead because it's a pattern. Uh, and I feel like he dresses up and then he probably just like holds a coffee cup but as he wanders around, just in a habit. Sure. Um, Iris, what do you think your kind of quote, quote, morning routine looks like? I probably still do like some yoga and, and motivational like statements to myself in the mirror. It's like affirmations. Yeah, in affirmations the in the mirror. Sprant some water in my face. <laughs> it hits your face and you don't feel anything. And mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, those human rituals. It's just a habit. Yeah. Uh, Everett, what do you think your quote, quote, morning looks like when you're alone? Um, in this specific case, I start the car and drive to the <laughs> bar to, uh, wet my whistle, AKA, uh, drink some of Martha's blood. <laughs> hey, also, we have to do hunger checks, right? Sure do. So, uh, everybody go ahead and roll, roll that sweet, sweet hunger die. I fail. I pass. I fail. All right. So, um, Iris having just fed on human rather than soda stream, you're starting to realize that the the hopes you'd had of being able to just kind of subside in a somewhat human manner start to tar- start to slip away, uh, and your eyes are are unconsciously drawn to to the book with the phone number in it. Um, so give yourself one point of hunger, God and uh, Ridley. Um, I think just the thought of Gordon Stevenson yeah, I, being I, delivered is is just. I'm just gonna roll the die. Because I dreamed about him. Oh, man. And I dreamed eating him. It was going to be so great. <laughs> great. So I, I was on a, on a summery beach. And I looked up and he was there. And he was just like tied to a post. And he said something repellent. So I just went up and I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be good. And then I ate him. And then after that, two cute boys came up. And they both kissed me. And then I woke up. It was like, good day. <laughs> going to be a good day. Got to get those calisthenics in just in case those cute boys show up after I murder this man. Yeah, then I'm going to have to rouse the blood to rouse the blood. Am I right? <laughs> you just say to like myself holding no, no, a coffee I was going to say to like the Martha chest. Martha. <laughs> oh, yeah. She um, gets it. And then there's kind of a, a like light at the top of the stairs and Everett kind of uh, looking much more disheveled because I think you, you slept in your clothes, right? Like this is just... Oh, yeah, the coat comes off and it's just a makeshift blanket kind sure, of draped great. over you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, he comes in 
and uh, you can see him kind of uh, awkwardly shuffling down towards uh, the Martha trunk. Hello, hello, hello. Evening. Yeah, nice to see you too, my friend. Go get yourself a snack. Don't worry, I, su- I fucking blooded her up. It's a weird circle of life you've got that you feed her Iris's blood and then you eat her blood. <laughs> well, they say better out than in. And there's no syrup <laughs> I mean, to be I, seen. I say to myself yeah, in the just... corner, like, it's constantly conversations <laughs> with himself. Yeah, every kind of somewhat, like, bleary-eyed soul is like, that is a saying. <laughs> All right, so they do Everett, say that you can uh, you can slake one one hunger. Um, now, if you're at one hunger, you would need to drain someone dry to clear that. So. Oh, dang! Never mind then. So you just have to sit. Uh, I, because of my success, I, I'm I'm okay. He's just an asshole. He just goes down and bites her because he can. Yeah, I go down and I uh, just to keep and her I get a mouthful of blood and then I spit it out. Yeah, you got to stay <laughs> dominant just because I can. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then you slam the, the lid shut. Um, Iris, um, do you swing by the hospital first? Or do you go straight to... No, I'm going to go check in on Emily and then I'll head to the bar. Okay. Um, so um, you arrive at the hospital um, and you're kind of taken up. Um, Emily actually is, is awake uh, when you come up. How did, uh, how did the special syrup work? Uh, well, that's part of the reason she's awake. Oh, um, you can tell she, she's still a little bit out of it, but when you get up, it's... It's the difference between kind of like a raw wound that's been like sewn up because it's only been about a week mm-hmm. um, and it almost looks like an old wound now that like almost it's it it's starting to take on the tone of deep scarring and it's like a weird color like it's an odd kind of purple tone but it is uh, it does seem to be working to some extent Um that said, it smells fucking repugnant in here. Oh, no. Um, so you walk in and Emily's like, oh, um, uh, Iris, it's it's so good to see you. I'm, I'm so sorry about the smell. Uh, I, I don't quite know. They, they gave me some some very sweet tasting tonic and it is gross. It is so gross and I hate this. But are you feeling better? Well, I mean, and she like looks at the missing arm and she's like, I... Ish? I mean, I, I know it's relative, but are you feeling better? Are you getting your strength back? Uh, I just you, want you to be, you know. I was able to do half a Sudoku today, so that was nice. Amazing. You love Sudoku. I do. I do love Sudoku. It's it's hard with my left hand, but, you know, and you'll look at the Sudoku and, like, it's it's real it's real bad. She was right-handed, so this is it's going to be a while yeah. before clean. But uh, she did do pretty pretty well for, like, a, a drugged-up. Lady in hospital, and and just to make clear, the the man who, the man who did this to you is taken care of. Uh, jail taken care of, or like what I imagine the British man would do, taken care of. Maybe more the British man. Oh, okay. Did did he kill him? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> did did the, the 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 nice southern man kill him? Y- yes. Oh, good. Fuck that guy. Yay. <laughs> um, Hi, well. Emily, you're coming around. <laughs> she like smiles weakly. <laughs> uh, how aware is Iris of how badly injured Emily is? Is it kind of like a yay? You're you're back to back to what I'm used to. No, I think she knows how bad. Oh, okay. It's genuine. She just wants to raise her friend's spirit. Oh, They're actually friends. That's nice. <laughs> they actually friends. <laughs> they actually friends. 
friends. I that's the t-shirt I think I want from <laughs> this campaign. I just want like a bear boy shirt and a, they they be friends. They be friends. And a uh lost an arm in a bailer accident. I don't have to have a shirt until we get something good. Don't worry about it. I want that one and I don't want there to be an arm on the shirt. Oh, okay. Oh wow. <laughs> Look, it's just a tattered red sleeve. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah we could sell Some it at like a Spencer Gifts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> .net, I don't know. Anyway, um, so um, Iris, I'm going to give you, uh, again, we don't really have such things as inspiration, but I'm going to give you one point of inspiration for um, Raising Emily's Spirits. What that will mean is uh, you can spend that like a free will point. Uh, so it'll allow you to reroll up to three dice. But they can't be hunger dice. Okay. So you, did you have a, a character? Sh- there, there may actually be a version of this on your sheet Were you talking about experience points? Uh, experience is a separate thing. Oh, okay. um, all of you can take one experience, though, for uh, the previous night's adventure. Cool. So just mark that down. Sorry, so this will point is like a... It's like... So normally you can uh, spend a will point um, to re-roll up to three of your dice. If you're like, oh, no, I really want to pass this, but I don't want to deal with um, succeed at a cost. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, if you run out of will points, it's like full-on mental exhaustion. That's also true of social combat. So if you've been horribly embarrassed or, or you know, verbally smacked down by, by someone... Um, but, uh, I, the only way I can really think to use, uh, inspiration, which is a system from, uh, Dungeons and Dragons that I really like is to kind of view it as a free will point. Right. So when I say you have a point of inspiration, that's kind of what I mean moving forward for this. Okay. It'll let you do some re-rolls. Yeah, exactly. Sweet, sweet Yay. re-rolls. Um, so, uh, the, uh, the doctors come in, um, <laughs> good old Dr. Skull comes in and, uh, <laughs> He's like, oh, uh, hey, uh, Iris, yeah, good to see you. Look, she's doing great. I don't know what was in that 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 vial you brought. Um, I, I, yeah, she's she's responding real well. So good work. Good, I'm glad. Us, we did it together because we were. You a did team. such a great job, Doctor Skull. Thank you. Oh man, I kind of thought I was gonna have to do all the talking to make it seem like I did work, but you just said it yourself. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Oh, all right, good work, me. Wow, that's really nice of you. You're welcome. Cool. I, d- do you not hear that a lot? Uh, look at what I've got tattooed on my hands. I am not a good doctor. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's very honest of you. Honestly, I've been awake for three straight days. Uh, anyway, uh, look, if you can get any more of that stuff, um, I'm normally Iggy hooks me up with, with stuff, but I mean, like, she's recovering pretty quick. And I got to tell you, after a few days of, uh, you know, the woo uh, par- partying uh, stuff, uh, sometimes I go down pretty hard, and if I could bounce back a little faster, I, I could make it worth your while if you get me some more of that. Well, if I uh, have a line anymore, you'll be the first person I let know. Always a done. That's great. All right. Thanks, Iris. Uh, also, um, any word from Iggy? No, nothing yet. <sighs> Son of a bitch. All right. Uh, cool. Well, you, you tell him skill says bones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the thing I'm trying. Okay. Tell, I'll, me, I'll, tell me if he likes it. Yeah, I'll do it exactly that way and we'll see how <laughs> it goes. Tell me if he likes it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll right. see how it flies. Right, that, that's cool. That's cool. Thanks. Thanks, Iris. You're yeah, a cool, yeah. you're a cool lady. Yeah. Um so he, Bye bones. He uh, uh I mean close. <laughs> and then he closes the uh the curtains. Um so you get an Uber um that pulls up uh, outside of Mayday Malone's just as uh, Everett is kind of like locking a trunk. Um, with Mad Martha in it, uh, and the three of you kind of reconvene in the basement. Um, Ridley, you've got word from the Bear Boys on uh, one of your burner phones that they weren't able to kidnap him, 
Um, that said, basically, he recorded a TED Talk and then threw kind of a meet and greet, which led to a pseudo rally. And now he's holding court um, at uh, one of the, uh, the local libraries. So the good news is they found out where he lives because uh, he's published a bunch of books that clearly indicate that. Um, they know where he lives. Uh, it is odd, though, I think, as you're kind of, I assume, relaying this information to the rest of them, um, that he's out and about during the day. So he's not a vampire, but we don't know if he's not a killer. So I think we stake out his house. And when he comes home, we're like, what the fuck have you been saying? Uh, can I watch his talk? Is it posted? Yes. What's he talking about? <laughs> <clears throat> oh, boy. Goodbye, oh. all scraps of self-love. Oh, no. Maybe you can just summate it if you don't nope, have to no, say that. No, oh, okay. I, yep. So... Uh, you we we you kind of like you're trying to find it on one of your your burner phones, but also like you can't T nine it. It's no, very you, this is the thing no, is I have no screen. I have to point to one of the bare boards. I'm like, you pulled it off off, off the internet because I fucking can't write oh, so and I can't, can't read, read. Yeah, so exactly, I yeah. refuse to admit that this is a thing. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe this is a moment where we connect, Iris, because it looks like I'm getting the help to do things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, he clearly he's like, oh, hang on, I I just need to sign out of my own email. I I don't want this to be in my recommendations. Um, so he he pulls up the video. Uh, and you see a sort of a, a, a very gaunt man with a hangdog expression um, who's who's balding in just a, a gently uncomfortable way um, <laughs> and uh, is desperately trying to to avoid it. And um, he's wearing a, a suit. It's one of those, like, it's a, it's a well-cut suit, um, and it looks like a very fine shirt, but he's done that thing where he just has one too many buttons undone, uh, so it stops being jaunty and starts being weird. Um, and just got a little, little tuft of, of uh, grayish hair uh, poking through. And he's got like the, the classic TED Talk ear mic. Um, and he clearly shot this um, sort of on campus somewhere. Uh, and he's <laughs> he, he's sort of uh, pontificating to the masses. He's like, don't compare yourself to other people. Compare yourself to the you of yesterday. For only you can grasp the future. Now I know a lot of people out there, the women out there, they want to tell you that you can't do it. Well, I'm here to tell you that you can. Start by making your bed. You know who makes their bed? Warriors, Spartans, <laughs> heroes. You make your bed, you'll be one too. Look, I used to be worried about the future. We're all worried about the future. But you don't need to be if you just seize control of your own destiny. You can just go on and on. We all can. Um, you notice there's like a smattering of applause in the talk that said, this isn't like a, he's talking like an inspirational speaker and Iris for you particularly, like, you know what it's like when a crowd is in the palm of your hand, the crowd seems only kind of into this, mm -hmm. uh, which seems odd based on the reputation that you know of the man as kind of like being very popular. Um, he says, uh, listen, there's been, uh, there've been some horrible things happening recently, uh, locally here, you know, we've been teaching the liberal arts here at McGill for so long and look what's happening. Murders, murders on campus. God. You know, if if we just had a little bit more order, I think uh, well, I think we'd all be doing a lot better. And then just goes on like that for another like forty five minutes. Uh, well, at one point, he drops his notes. It's, it shouldn't be as funny as it is, but it's it's fairly entertaining to watch him try and collect them. This is boring. Okay, well, first of all, I think when he dropped that, that should be a meme. I don't know what they um, are, a but meme? I fucking think what? yeah, a meme. They put what? him on the internet. What's a 
What's a meme? I don't know, but he looks fucking dumb, so everyone should share it around. This and is they all TED Talk? Yeah, this is what a man does. He's a fascist who hates women. What does one of his more popular videos look like? Is he always like this? How is this guy popular? I don't know. Chunky, get us a better video. This one sucks. <laughs> um, so he finds you one that's just him talking about how if you eat nothing but steak, you'll end up ripped like him. And the crowd fucking loves crowd's it? The crowd's all in. Like, so the it's material's... <laughs> and it's from, it's from about a year ago. So the material is equally stupid, but the crowd is eating this shit up. It's like he's lost his magic. White. There's a certain kind of vampire I've heard <laughs> when I get worse at what I do when I turn. Yeah, but he's been wandering around during the day. But what if he's a fucking day walker? They're like shit vampires. They can walk around, but they suck. They can't fucking do anything. But I could go out near the sun, so I think they're fucking fancy. But that'd be why his art fucking sucks. He's holding court. Let's go rip his balls off and <laughs> shove them down his fucking throat. I want you to exercise a little restraint here. He is a suspect. <laughs> But we can't go ripping balls until we know he's actually he's, guilty. Yeah, I agree. I agree with your thesis so far. But as right, much as I you're agree a little with, over yeah. eager, and I don't want it to cloud your judgment. I mean, trust me, I'm all for ripping this guy's balls off because he's a see two against one. We had a vote, but, and that but, means it's fine. But I will let you know when you're allowed to rip his balls off. We have to oh, confirm see, first. I not agree to be a leash dog. All I'm saying is this is not a moral high ground for people who are keeping a woman in a fucking case. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shut up. You like it. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, the other bear boys turn to Chonky and he's like, uh, don't worry about it. That's a good one, Chonk. So you get me. Yeah. Oh, also, if you let her out, she will kill all of you. Uh, okay. She's a vampire, like me, like them. Well, hold on a second. Um, oh, don't worry. They all know about a fucking vampire thing. Don't worry about it. It's fine. She's fucking telling everyone. So I figured, I fuck it. They can know. I told anybody. Look, I didn't know this was a rule. I told one guy. I haven't told anyone since because apparently it's the fucking death penalty if you do. I only told Emily because I need her to do things for me. So who are you drinking from around a building? No one. So you, you must be really angry. I've got my, my Emily store. And, okay. Uh, and you do also have access to uh, the front desk guy, although I don't think you've necessarily drank. Well, she just didn't tell us that she drank Janice. That's you have no idea about that. Yeah. I, don't, I yeah. don't know what you're doing. Yeah, but yeah. honestly, I, I think R Ridley would know enough about the herd to be like, I feel like there's people <laughs> around you that you could be drinking from. I'll trust them as much as you trust uh, them. I, was, Look at how I great think they it are. also occurs to you now that you could drink. You could drink from was it Gerald was the Gerald. yeah you could drink from Gerald he'd probably be game <laughs> yeah. Ridley would not be I've like got Gerald. oh I bet you've got a fridge full of blood <laughs> Ridley is a very literal man <laughs> well also I don't think Iris would think oh I mean mechanically we know as the people who like made the character together that yes you could do this but Iris I think this is the first time it actually occurs to you that Emily isn't the only oh. the only blood bag in your <laughs> in your bank oh. <laughs> Looking to get out of the ads and back to the story? Fable and Folly Plus is a new way to support the creators you love. The podcast you're listening to right now and more than 60 others can be heard ad-free for as little as $4 a month by visiting fableandfolly.com slash plus. And now you'll start to see Fable and Folly Network shows are offering bonus content to all existing and new supporters. Find exclusive new episodes from shows like Civilized and Realms of Peril and Glory. Fable and Folly Plus. Sign up today at fableandfolly.com slash plus.
Hello, Gav. It's your boy, Ridley, and I'm here to talk to you about maybe a way you should be contributing to this little organisation. Everyone knows, as you look around, there's a lot of bear boys. And, you know, to be a bear boy, you've got to be a bear and you've got to be, well, not exactly a boy, but you've got... The important thing is, you've got to pay your fucking dues is what you've got to do. And right now, I just know from looking at the numbers, there are a lot more fucking people out there than there are inside my fucking gang. And what I'm saying is, if you want to join up and get access to me and all the cool fucking toys and other fucking treats I've got for all you little bear boys and girls and theys and thems and fucking alls out there, go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. You do that. You're on the inside. Come talk to me on a patron-exclusive Discord. Why don't you throw some names into the show? Why don't you build an NPC to join my fucking gang? I'm just saying, if you sign up, you won't regret it. And if you don't sign up, maybe you fucking will. Hey, everybody. Tom McGee here, your friendly neighborhood DM. And I just wanted to thank you so much for listening to our shows. I hope you're having a great time. Obviously, we are. I'm probably really stressed because they're they're probably doing something horrible to me right now. But uh, I hope you're enjoying it and uh, we're enjoying you being here. And listen, if you want to get a little bit more involved uh, in our show and with the various things we do, you can check out patreon.com slash dice where you can find more information about how you can become a part of the show, how you can screw with me on air, how you can add names and all that sort of stuff. And it's a great way to support us in our ongoing dumb adventures. So thanks very much for joining us. And I will see you out there in the dumbverse. Um, all right. So the three of you, I, I guess you're, I assume, going to go to campus. Would that be? I think we, I'm imagining this is like for table, but we can just do this as people. Sure, so it's yeah, a little yeah. bit faster. But I'm imagining we'd go to campus, see what it's looking like. If there's too many people, we tail them. Otherwise, we just make a move on campus. Yeah. On the drive over there, I would, um, Everett would be interested to know what else Ridley knows about daywalkers. Like, if this is the theory, let's oh, expand it. And or yeah, I guess you can go, Tom, with what you know I'd know as opposed to what Ryan knows. Yeah, so um, the further down the generational kind of divide you get as a vampire, um, the weaker and weaker your powers get. This is actually one of the, and I think Everett would know this to some extent, but okay. he wouldn't. I don't think he would put that this together. This was, I mean, it's like anything else. You got an info dump when you returned and mm-hmm. then they kind of booted you out into the world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the further you are um, from the antediluvians, the more diluted your powers are. So in the case of the sort of most recent crop of vampires, there are a lot of um, uh, kindred known as thin bloods um, okay. who are also known as daywalkers, And they've got a bunch of other insulting names. Uh, and their powers are much more diminished, uh, but they can walk around during the day. And for them, there really is um, a lot of, there's a lot of freedom, but also it's that horrible one foot in each world thing. Um, you also would know from the Camarilla that they are very concerning. A lot of vampires, and uh, Everett, this is probably more you thing. You mean Rid- Ridley? No, uh, shit, yeah. <laughs> it's okay, I just figured I'd say because you looked at me very clearly. Thanks, man. Um, Ridley, you would know that uh, some of the vampires, particularly the older cast, view the appearance of Thin Bloods as uh, a sign of the apocalypse, of Jenna finally coming true, um, because the vampire lineage has been so diluted that now you have these things that are really not that much better than mortals um, wandering around. So that's kind of what you've got of that. They're also occasionally very upwardly mobile, um, because they need the blood of uh, better vampires to 
uh, gain more power. You would also know that they often have uh, no respect or interest in the masquerade because they don't need it. They can walk around during the day. They can kind of get away with things that other vampires could not. So I, that. I, say, I that. say that. Yeah. So that's pretty much it, you know. That's terrifying. All right. I think... I think we also need to see if he connects to any of the deceased students. They're all males. Were they attending lectures? Were they his students? Something like that. Something to connect him to this, other than the fact that you really don't like him. Well, okay, so what if we do everyone play to their strengths? We go watch him, and then who is that shithead who uh, the, the, the student told you? Yeah, why don't we fucking talk to Todd? Um, and Iris, I think from your conversations with Janice, you would actually know to some extent that these people were... She she told you briefly that these guys did have some connections to sort of Gordon's right. class. So I think you, you would convey that. But yeah, Todd's definitely the biggest in you've got with that, that crowd right now. Okay, so there is potentially a connection here already with the victims being in his class and attending his lectures. It's like I can feel his balls in my hand right now. Just snap. Well, just oh, don't squeeze him yet. Jam him right down that throat. It's going to be such All a... Right, Could you even know I'm here or are you in your own fantasy of crushing his balls? Listen, we're all having our own experience, but it's shared. That's why I'm saying it out loud. All right. Um, Iris, what's it like being in the backseat of this car for the first time? Oh, I'm in the car. I mean... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are. This time we just shoved you in. We had oh. to go. We're having a conversation on the way, so yes. I've... Can I put headphones in? I just feel like I'm gonna like. <laughs> yeah, you can. You still hear the whole conversation, but it's just a dick move. <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, I'm, I'm just letting them fight it out as like little children, and I'm just. Is Iris an earpod or like a Beats? Uh, she's a bit subtle. It's probably earpods with her hair hanging down <laughs> over top of it. Yeah, so what, what's she really... listening to? Mm. What's her I don't have taste in music, but I used to music? <laughs> I used to music. Oh. I mean, my guess would be Jason Derulo, but I really oh, have no gratitude no. for that. It's just Pony by Genuine over <laughs> and over again. <laughs> thought we said she didn't have good taste in music. <laughs> yeah. Early Kelly Clarkson. All right. There yeah, we go. I That's think every good. time you get to the end of one, you're like, well, that wasn't very good. Oh, early Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just start on one. But again, it's the kind of thing where you can clearly hear them. It's just a, a passive aggressive attempt to... Not it's it's the sibling in the car who doesn't want to listen to the other siblings. Um, cool. And sorry, Tyler, you're going to say something before I cut you off. I don't remember what I was going to say. So it's fine. I just uh, just I think just the plan is we we're going to visit Todd. So let's do that. Cool. Uh, yeah. uh, so we cut to the um, sort of uh, student government office. Um, uh, Todd is so comes like rushing from the pub nearby because uh, he had no idea Iris was coming back for a second day. Um, so he shows up and he's like, oh, Iris Dunn, I, Miss Dunn, I'm, whew, I'm so sorry. I didn't know you were coming back. Um, hey, uh, welcome back to campus. Uh, Todd, in case, in case you forgot. No, I couldn't forget, Todd. You oh, made quite an impression. That's great. I hope I can use you as a reference. Uh, okay, great. So um, did you want to see more of the campus? What, what brings you back? Um, I think we just like to uh, get in touch with uh, Dr. Stevenson. And oh. uh, if you could arrange that. Well, I mean, you two are famous. Don't, don't, don't you guys have like a secret famous phone number? And he looks a little bit hopeful as though this such a thing exists. No. No. <laughs> Unfortunately, that... it doesn't work that way. But you like you're my best hope at getting to see him and meet him. Me? Yeah, you, Todd. Oh, well, I mean, I, I've certainly been to a few of his lectures, but uh, 
All right, I'll, I'll see what I can do. Uh, who are your friends, though? You brought these guys back, huh? Yeah, these are my cousins. <laughs> I'm still in the McGill hoodie with the hood up. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, well, cousins. any f- uh, family of uh, Iris Dunn is, I guess, welcome welcome here. Uh, so he's like, okay, so um, uh, Dr. Stevenson is having a, a sort of a, a private meet and greet uh, for, for VIPs and donors. Uh, as you know, he's got a very, very large Patreon um, so, uh, he's, he's doing that as, as part of a reward. Uh, I'm at too low a tier, so I, I can't go, but I might be able to get you in cause you're famous. That'd be great. Um, okay. So, uh, if you just want to follow me, um, and, uh, he kind of extends, um, an arm for you and says, m'lady. Oh, such a gentleman. You miss all those old values. Chivalry is dead. Like give Todd the finger behind <laughs> his back. Yeah. Uh, I, I grimace. <laughs> okay. Um, well. Off we go. Um, so he leads you across campus to... <laughs> I just said across Krampus. <laughs> uh, so it turns out... Christmas on me! Oh, yeah. Why are they on my back? Krampus. so important I not to cross have, Krampus. Never should have let my this time of year. build on my face. Um, never cross I, Krampus. I like, as we're having our walk, I like elbow Everett and point at the guy, and I'm like, he got any questions? Oh, sorry, for <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. Um... Tyler doesn't, but Everett should. <laughs> just give me a second. <laughs> we just keep walking while you can't think of any. Yeah. By, um, you see uh, the, the two hacky sack guys are now like diligently studying because it's, you know, earlier in the evening. They they haven't quite got to the sack yet. Um, I also feel like the more I keep trying to stroke Todd's fragile male ego, I'm getting like angrier and hungrier and the, yeah, urge, to, the urge to just... Sink my teeth into him is getting uncontrollable. Can you roll me a resolve and maybe etiquette? (laughs) (laughs) It would be rather rude if you were to devour him. Yeah. In the quad. I know. He's just such a little shithead. We know the chill dudes would be chill about it, though. I mean, they're pretty focused on their work right now. Yeah. You know, I I can't imagine how much sack it would take them playing to wipe out the idea of a celebrity (laughs) eating a guy. Maybe they got to throw the disc around, too. We should totally start this startup, you hear, as you walk past. Oh, no, we can kill them later. (laughs) Mm, That's two. But uh, that's two. One's a ten, and the other is a hunger die. Um, Okay, so two two successes. successes. Um, So you managed to hold off. For now. Great. But only for now. Okay. I think I notice, like, just the muscles (laughs) and, like, your shoulder and back, like, tensing. Uh, So I will, uh, I'll try to strike up a conversation with Todd as we're walking over here and just ask him, um, so, uh, Todd, uh, you know, I noticed, you know, I think we were talking about a little bit the other night, but just uh, terrible, terrible news with the... those grisly murders around the campus, oh, isn't it? Yeah, uh, but I, I've been assured by the police that they are doing everything in their power. They seem very capable. And and how is uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Stevenson, uh, is it? Doctor. Uh, doctor, excuse me. How is Dr. Stevenson uh, handling it? You know, I understand these boys uh, were uh, were fans of his, were they not? Uh, well, he has a lot of fans on campus, uh, myself included. But, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of awful. He was warning us about exactly this kind of thing. I mean... I don't. I don't mean to be telling tales outside of school. And he, he kind of like looks around. Uh, he glares at the two startup 
hippies with the hacky sacks. He also just glares at Ridley because I don't think he trusts him at all. <laughs> also, Ryan just did a great just eye roll. Eye roll and shrug. <laughs> he doesn't care. Uh, and he leans <laughs> leans over to Everett uh, conspiratorially and he says, "Look, um, there's a there's a group on campus. It's uh, it's there there's some ladies and you know they're they're pretty angry. You know because." Whatever, they think it's unfair or something. You know, the usual song and dance. Anyway, um, he's been warning us about groups like that for years. And, you know, some people thought maybe he was going a bit too far. But, like, look what's happening. They found their logo at every single murder. I think, you know what? I think it's that crazy McGillicuddy bitch. You don't say. Yeah. You know, I saw his uh, TED talk that he gave last night. Uh Seemed like a bit of a tepid uh, response from the crowd. Well, I mean, you should have seen his lecture just even even a, a month back. It was half empty, but, you know, people are coming back. They're really getting the message now. I see. About a month ago? Yeah, they started coming I don't back? know, around that. I mean, I, I skipped a few, but, you know, it's no big deal. I just, it didn't seem so applicable anymore, you know? Just make your beds kind of a, an obvious thing that literally any idiot could come up with. I don't know why <laughs> we were bothering to... To pay for his books or anything or his Patreon seems very silly. Also, he's he's a professor here. I mean, look, I want to be a politician too, so I get getting money for nothing. But <laughs> just I don't know. But again, we were wrong. He he was right. I see, and that's lent him. I assume that's kind of renewed his credibility. Absolutely. Hasn't it? I mean, there are feminazis on this campus that will stop at nothing. Iris, <clears throat> uh, I think at this point, it's like I, I'm also just like behind Ridley's, like cracking his neck and flexing, just trying to prevent himself from hurting this kid. The seething breaths. The <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Your uh, your lungs don't need air anymore, but you're still managing to seethe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Um, yeah, did you have any follow-ups to that, Everett? Uh, I think that gives me a pretty clear picture, and I'm starting to form a motive now. And you know, I won't say it out loud, but a clock, uh, even a b- broken clock is right twice a day, and I think Rip- <laughs> Ridley had this one dead to rights last night. <laughs> Can't let him know that, though. <laughs> no, he's not allowed to know that. <laughs> For the record, Ridley's never doubted he's right. Oh, no, single. absolutely not. I but just... we, we're not allowed to... We're not going to affirm that yeah, for yeah. you. you Everett just that. couldn't handle it. <laughs> Everett would need to roll a check for his yeah. willpower on that. Um, so he uh, leads you to um, what would probably be like a faculty pub. Like it's it's a very fancy pub. Um, and uh, outside there's a sign, that, you know, that says uh, <laughs> a meet and greet with the intellectual Superman of today. Oh, God. Um, and... Uh, he, he um, Todd goes, okay, so uh, it's just upstairs. Now, again, I, I am the president of the student association, so that does carry with it a certain cachet. And he taps the pit, like the McGill pin on his lapel. Well, that's why I enlisted your help, Todd. So, Todd, just a quick question, but like, if something happened to you, who else would become president? Uh, you mean if I got scooped up by like a super cool startup? Exactly. Or a you party? got a great job where you just went for a walk. Then, like, who would take over? I mean, probably my buddy Steve. He's the treasurer. We're uh, roommates. Are right there any women? Yeah. How, how far down the chain do we have to go before it's a woman? Well, I mean, you know, it's politics. <clears throat> I'm going to uh, slap sorry. him a little too hard on the back and be like, Todd, we're glad you're on our side. Let's get in there. <laughs> uh, he, like, actively coughs and chokes a bit. Uh, and he, he does that thing where he's, like, trying to act like it was no big deal, but is clearly, like, gently winded. He's I've... like, 
yep. I knocked a bone loose <laughs> somewhere in his skeleton. I'm sure that rattle's always been there. All uh, right. Um, <laughs> I look over and just mouth a thank you. Uh, so um, he uh, he kind of leads you up um, two sets of stairs uh, that are appropriately dingy to like odd pub situations at universities. Um, and uh, there is a, um, a very kind of like comfortably large man um, in a, a fine suit um, who is standing at the top of the stairs with an iPad. And he says, uh, hi, hi, uh, welcome. Uh, are, are you all here uh, to hear uh, Dr. Stevenson's uh, speech? Yeah, we're, uh, we're guests of the uh, student council president there. Oh, um, uh, I'm, I'm sorry to inform you, um, uh, sirs and madam, uh, he tried this earlier. Uh, the student president is not a patron of Dr. Stevenson. This is a, a closed event to patrons only of his uh, Make Intellectual Freedom Great Again campaign. Have you met Iris Dunn, the famous poet? Yeah, we didn't want to have to... Oh, play uh, this card. Yeah, but, no, uh, I, I definitely met her a while ago. I know a lot of famous people. Fantastic. Great. This is Iris Dunn. Nice to see you again. Uh, she'd like to go uh, in, Iris. and I'm her, I'm her brother. What's your brother? <laughs> <laughs> Icky? Yeah, that's the one. Uh, as, you, as you know, you, from you the, have this exchange yeah, in yeah, front yeah, of yeah, the yeah. doorman. This is 100% as all Iggy, over. As, Iggy, as my you know brother. from all the media, I have a drug problem, so I forget my own name quite often. <laughs> um, okay, that all sounds like horrendous bullshit. Uh, and then Todd kind of tugs on his sleeve. He goes, uh, actually, man, that, that really is Iris Dunn. Hi. Uh, oh, We've met before, have we? Oh. You know a lot of famous people? I I do? Mm. Who's a famous person that none of you are? Mm. Uh, Kevin Hart. I know Kevin Hart. So, look, guys, I'm sorry. I think, I think, I think you owe me a little favor. Uh, yeah. If I, you've been, you've been, I do. You can, can, you can continue to tell people you've met me because that, you actually yeah, have oh, now. Okay. But I think you, you owe me for all the backlog can, of that. Can I get a selfie? I need to be able to prove it in future. Can we get in? Uh, yes, but not him. And he points at Todd. This guy's a wiener. Todd's Sorry, like, oh. Todd, you heard the doorman. <laughs> <laughs> Our hands are tied Nothing here. Nothing I can do. I'll remember this when I'm deputy prime minister one day. <laughs> and he turns on his heel and begins to walk down the stairs. Um, can, I tri- can, I trip him? Say, can I trip him? Yes. Uh, I was going to say, as, as he does so, there's enough going on that one of you can take an action against him. You're going to try and trip I, him? I'd like to try yeah. and trip him, please. Uh, and while I figure out what to roll, Tyler, what you're going to say. Oh, yeah. Just every being American is like, deputy prime minister. Is that even a real thing? <laughs> uh, Miles, can you roll me a... <laughs> I thought you wanted to be the queen. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll either be dexterity or strength. And uh, athletics, brawl, or I kind of want to make it subterfuge, but I don't know if that really works. Yeah, I think it's athletics, brawl, strength, and dexterity. I know those aren't exactly your strong suit, but you are attempting to do a physical thing. How many stairs we talk in here? Are we about to turn this into a fifth crime well, scene? Maybe, maybe I shouldn't be the one to do it then because uh, I have no athletic ability don't, whatsoever. Don't do it based on what your stats are. Do it based no, you on what you think it Iris you would do. To, yeah. yeah, but like I, the, all I have all I have is dexterity and like no points in yeah, anything else. Go for it. Todd sucks. But also, then I have two hunger, so I automatically fail. So uh, I only have no, two. that's not true. So you just roll two hunger. Two hunger. Dice. 
As long as you don't get yeah. double ones, you're fine. Or double tens. <laughs> and you've got inspiration, though, so you can re-roll these if you need uh, to. Ah, you can't re-roll hunger dice with. Oh. Yeah. Let's roll them bones. One success. Well, you're lucky. Uh, tripping a man as he walks away down a single flight of stairs <laughs> is not particularly difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. You're just like building up like, oh, God, am I going to be able to do it? Well, um, it's, it's, I mean... You have. I could. I could potentially go on a murderous rampage if this goes poorly. <laughs> Truly a messy success. Here. Um, all right. So Iris, as Todd begins to go, um, you just ever so delicately reach out with your foot and just tap him ever so slightly, like in a way that isn't overly obvious. Like you're not like this is Spartaing him down the stairs. <laughs> oh, um, that would be something. But it's <laughs> just enough. Uh, and uh, as he was, you know, indignantly straightening his his jacket, he wasn't holding the banister. Uh, and as a result, his feet go out from under him uh, and he begins to sort of fly in slow motion. And similar to uh, Hans Gruber's expression as he's dropped from the building and diehard, he suddenly realizes what's going on. Tyler, what is the song that plays in his head as Todd, the perma asshole, face plants down a flight of stairs in slow motion? Um, <laughs> uh, uh, oh, what, what would be a good one? Do you want a suggestion? Um, I can't remember the, the name of the song, but it's just, <laughs> love me, love me, say <laughs> that you love me. And with just that, that chorus. Loveful. <laughs> ringing, Loveful, thank you. Ringing in his ears, <laughs> Todd... The student council president lost his front four teeth as his face impacted against the landing, and he learned a valuable lesson about pissing off an inspirational poet. <laughs> this episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, and Megan Miles at Maggie Miles on Twitter, featuring storyteller Tom McGee at McGee TD on Twitter. This episode was edited by Tom McGee, and all of Dum Dums and Dice's art is by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker on Twitter. That's M R K R. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis, and Traffic by Kai Engel, and all our ads use tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J A H Z Z A R. All of their music is available on freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dumb Dumbs and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. You can also get merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice and you can join our Patreon of darkness. Patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Sleep well, children of the night. Ah, 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 ah. Spooky. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, Jason Denson, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.